0: No, oh, okay. shit. <laughs>
1: of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on a Monday, January 15th, halfway through the month of January, the LA Galaxy reporting back on Saturday. First practice on Tuesday. Things are starting to heat up, boys and girls. We're starting to get there. Uh, Galaxy getting ready for uh, preseason games that are coming up rapidly here in February. Obviously, you have the Coachella Valley Invitational, all that fun stuff. Sold-out game against Miami to we'll talk about that. Uh, Jovan Karofsky continuing to talk about that as we, uh, we go down the path towards the LA Galaxy, getting ready to start their season here very rapidly. Of course, we'll have a rumor update. Uh, maybe there's some interesting stuff. Maybe there's not interesting stuff. We'll figure it out. But to help me do all that, we're glad to have him back. Fresh off his sidekick show, it's Kevin the Panda Baxter. Kev, how you doing, bud?
0: Man, that was weird when you said halfway through January. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're, we're 15 and a half days into a 31 day month, but I never thought of it that way. <laughs> we really has been a quick couple of weeks
1: this is this is exactly what happens whenever uh whenever the off season is busy right it feels like everything a lot of things have been happening quickly and you've been sort of waiting to see how things go um and and now all of a sudden the galaxy have reported back they had medicals they had physicals they are they are doing their uh their their fitness and strength testing and all the things that sort of set the baseline for what they will do Whenever they return, so we'll find out. Well, we won't find out, but Greg Vanny now knows who was working hard in the off season and who was maybe indulging in those brownies a little more than they should have, right? So, all that stuff sort of coming. It, it feels quick though, Kevin, and and maybe it was maybe it was the fact you guys were at the convention center for for the last couple of days too.
0: Well, you no, know, I'm just thinking back to the holiday season it wasn't all, the, all that long ago. I just took my Christmas lights down last week, but you know, for it for the Galaxy, it's not too bad. Their season ended in October. Most of the guys got a pretty good little off season. But man, for the teams that, especially LA, you know, like LAFC and, and, and Cincinnati who were there or rather Columbus who were there right at the end, I mean, it's like five weeks, six weeks, maybe. Um, you know, some of the other teams that, that went deep in the playoffs, they did get their, their season ended in November and then there was the international break and everything else. They got a little bit of a run, but man, that's five, six weeks for a sport like soccer, uh, that's not much time at all.
1: No, it's not. And, and for some people, like preseason tournaments and stuff like that, I mean, the Galaxy going to Coachella, again, kind of nice that the Galaxy get to go to sort of their backyard to, to do these things. And really, the Galaxy have, for the most part, I think the furthest away I've seen them travel in like the preseason outside of their worldwide travel that they have d- done uh, in the past was like, you know, Arizona. Uh, at one point, you know, that type of thing. Of course, there were trips to Ireland and uh, trips to, uh, let's see, where are they else? They go like Indonesia, in, like
0: Australia and Vietnam. Yeah. The Beckham
1: yep, absolutely. So, so Messi, Messi's you, doing you all that.
0: About, yeah, you were talking about the Tucson tournament that used to be the big MLS pre, uh, preseason tournament. Now it's it's Coachella. And, you know, when you look at how a lot of the teams are sort of there's great distances between teams and you want to go play somebody. Decent, um, you know, in the preseason, to, try to sort of gauge yourself. You don't want to go in the first game of the season figuring out, you know, where where you are as far as your lineup and everything. So you want to play some decent competition? You're right. The Galaxy—they just drive up the freeway. But look at the other teams that are coming: St. Louis, Austin. Yeah. You know, a lot of these teams traveling great distances.
1: Yeah, it seems that way. By the way, I would like to say uh, on behalf of Kevin, myself, Hammer, Sophie, all the co-hosts, Alex Ruiz, who was uh, filling in last week. know, we were—I feel it was—it was an honor just to be nominated for the Emmys, right, Kevin? It was an honor just—I mean, we didn't get nominated, but it would have been just an honor to—to to be nominated in this particular case. We—we we didn't win anything.
0: Yeah, it would have been a greater honor if to, to be nominated if we had in fact been nominated. Right. But, right. Well, you know, when I was when I was in high school and I'd go out to track practice, one of the things I used to do is set the high jump bar. I wasn't a high jumper; I was a distance runner. But set the high jump bar at world record distance, and then run up and you know run jump five feet underneath the bar and just say, I've attempted a world record. There so you that's up. kind of us. We, we tried to win an Emmy. We didn't do it. We, we didn't make we it
1: maybe next year, maybe next year. Maybe that's where we'll get it. Uh, last optimism kicks off with a $10 super chat it says, good evening. Jen's hearing an awful lot of chatter, but nothing official. Hoping we have something to cheer about soon. I mean, you know, just in terms of rumors, we can, the, the peck pec one is done and we're just waiting for that to be announced. Nobody's, nobody's worried about that right now for as far as we know, even Tom Bogart was saying on Saturday, all the paperwork's done. It would take something astronomically U-turn for that thing to not go across so we've talked about that the other stuff is is you know it's it's a work it's a work in progress the galaxy grinding things out right now uh with a lot of stuff but um you know kevin one of the things that happened uh at the convention uh and you and hammer were there and and able to talk to some people but while you were there you know the Yovan on news uh broke and i'd like to get your i even i even took a screenshot of your article look at that see look at that synergy synergy and the whole deal that's you Right there? next is, is I think that's Steven Gerrard and Jovan Karofsky. Oh, you're down there, the little picture. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah there I am. See the little round phone. By the way, uh, one of the things when you talked about we're halfway through January, just to talk about nothing's getting done, um, as we get closer to the end of January, and we're halfway through it now, things will get done. You know why? Because uh, agents and teams right now are trying to get the best deal they can. They're trying to drive up the transfer price a little bit. They're trying to to negotiate the best deal. But as we get closer to the end of the transfer window, um, people will realize, look, the, the offer they made was the best offer they're going to get, or the Galaxy will say, we just can't pay any more, and that's it. And these deals will begin to happen. I don't mean to interrupt your train of right. thought there about Yovan, but just the idea of when are things going to get done really quickly now. We're, as you mentioned again, we're halfway through January. The transfer window is beginning to close Things will start to get done.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I imagine so. And and Kevin's very good at ruining segues. Go ahead, Kev. Uh, let's talk about Yovan Krawski now. I mean, that was sort of breaking news, and uh, and it was funny because I called Eric and I was like, "Hey, how are you guys doing down there?" And he's like, "Oh, just working on the breaking news." And I was driving, so I didn't get to see the eleven o'clock, uh, the eleven a.m. press release that came out about Krawski. But what was uh, what was your take on on Krawski and all that?
0: Well, it, you didn't see that press release, and if you did see it, you didn't miss much. I didn't see it. It was 16 words, one sentence. The Galaxy parted ways with Jovan Kowalski. Uh Apparently, there was a, there, there was. I didn't really come as a surprise. To the Galaxy didn't come as a surprise as Jovan, but the way it happened apparently did not go smoothly. Uh, the Galaxy apparently felt like they didn't want to use this press release to give tribute to Jovan, who, by the way, for all the things you may or may not like about him. He is part of the club's history. He Absolutely. played on an MLS Cup winner. Um, he uh, played on a couple MLS Cup winners, by the way. I think he was an assistant coach on another one. 2012. Um, then, yes. Then was a, a technical director for a, another MLS Cup winner. Yep. He was intricately involved in the signing of, of uh, Steven Gerrard. Zlatan would, probably wouldn't have come without Jovan being involved. Uh, the Dos Santos brothers. I don't know how much involvement he had in Ashley Cole and some of the others. The whole French connection um, he had his fingerprints on that one. So, uh, there, you know, we have been critical of Jovan and I think rightly so, but he's part of the history of the club and he did a lot of good things. Um, uh, before he kind of, I, I guess you could say kind of wore out his welcome a little bit. I mean, it's clear that Will Koontz wants to go in a different direction. Jovan was one of the first American players to go play in Europe. Yep. Uh, and he, and the first American player to win a champ to, to be on a champions league winner. Um, He kept his connections. He was very well connected in Europe. He could get through to people that simply didn't take calls from American scouts and coaches. So he did have his value there with Will wanting to go into South America, wanting to get young players. um, It's a different direction and it's not Jovan's strength. And not just South
1: South America as well, by the way, they're currently chasing after after a Ghanaian who's playing in Belgium. So just it's it's the younger, the younger thing.
0: The younger guys, the guys that um, perhaps Jovan's connections may not help a lot with. Uh, One of the things I've heard, and and I don't know the truth of it, it makes sense to me, is that with uh, Will wanting to go into South America, one guy that may be up to to get involved in scouting and signing for the Galaxy might be Juan Pablo and Hell, a guy who uh, played in MLS for a long time. Played played for uh, the LA
1: Galaxy for a very short amount of time.
0: And for Chivas. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he knows Southern California. He was very heavily involved in building that LAFC team signing guys like Eduardo Tuesta and Chucho Arango and Diego Rossi, uh, Brian Rodriguez, um, it worked very closely with Will Koontz. The two apparently like each other. Um, and uh, this could have been uh, an attempt by Will to create uh, a spot or, or, you know, some comfort for Juan Pablo and hell to come in and feel like he can have a impact on this club. But, um, you know, we Eric and I talked to Alexi Lawless and talked to Landon Donovan at the, soccer con- um, convention because they were around. And um, uh, Alexei Lawless said, you know, with Chris Klein leaving, the Yovan thing, it shouldn't really be a surprise. Right. He said, it's not really a cleaning of house, but it's kind of the move in a new direction. If you're moving in a new direction, people that have been there for 11 years, they kind of got to be moved aside because they're going to keep coming back to you and say, hey, that's not the way we do things here. That's not the way we did things in the past. Five years ago, we did it this way. We're done with that. The Galaxy are going in a new direction and it's, they need new people to Take them in that new direction, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. Uh, again, not overly surprising, um, and you know, I don't think that they parted on. It feels like they didn't part on the best ways, which best of terms, which is probably what happened. I, if it sounds like it was more like we, we you know, you, you need to go get your stuff and <laughs> let's go, that type of thing. So, well,
0: and it's it's funny that it came to that, though, because um, I, I mean, I don't know what things were from the galaxy side, but you know, we've been hearing talk and rumors for. At least three or four years that Jovan was kind of on thin ice, and that that uh, you know I was when when the Chris Klein banner was being uh, flown around the stadium, Jovan's name was on that. Yep. It was Jovan and Klein; they were a paired entry. Uh, and when Chris left um, or Chris was fired, you just kind of felt like you know Jovan doesn't have his his godfather; it's not here anymore. There's no one really protecting him. Everybody above him is new. Um, they may or may not understand his value or or they may not agree that he has value, perhaps better way to say it. Um, I always thought Yovan was kind of on the outs for a long time. And and I don't know how he could have been surprised by this. Maybe the timing
1: maybe. I don't know I don't know what the impetus was like what was the was there a was there a straw that broke the camel back was it something that was just planned it's it's just the timing the the rumors of Yovan being on thin ice we've we've been there so many times Kevin that uh, you know I just tended not to believe them I tended to believe that there was a, a shield or something that was getting in the way of us understanding that situation better than than we really should have right the whole deal but uh now with that gone like you said I you, you, we've talked about Juan Pablo and how you and I together and 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 sort of what he does in South america and and what success he's had certainly doing it with lafc um and you know the link between will Kuntz and and jpa is certainly certainly there um so it wouldn't surprise me at all but we, well if you if we don't talk about the timing though um will Kuntz was officially hired
0: as general manager about 10 days into end december
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's when all of the a lot of the mls movements were going on free agencies you had to offer contracts all that kind of stuff that would have been a bad time, I think, to make a move in the front office, just just from appearance's sake. Then you're into the holiday season. You're not going to do anything unless you're you know, really sadistic. You're not going to do anything from a personnel perspective during the holiday season. You come out of the holidays. Will Kuntz starts to make uh, some progress in some of the people he wants to sign. He looks like he's got all his ducks lined up in a row. That kind of m- might explain help explains part of the time and it's like okay we got through the holidays we've got all of our mls paperwork done i know my targets i know who i'm going after nobody that you can help me with maybe this is the time to to move on
1: yeah very well could be but you also got to talk to lan and donovan about uh and and alexi lawless about uh about greg Vanny, about the la galaxy and, and you were sort of i remember you calling me on the phone saying wow you know i'd expected these guys not to not to like you know, hit with such, such, uh, such full punches here. Um, And I think Landon Donovan and and Alexi Lalas both, you know, didn't pull any punches. They went after the LA Galaxy and rightfully so, by the way.
0: No, I I was surprised by it. I mean, one of the things I I have a column for tomorrow in the LA Times where I talk about, um, you know, the alumni now are starting to get a little bit mad and and Landon and Alex, uh, Alexi are both part of that alumni. Alexi played on an MLS Cup winner. He was the president of the Galaxy when David Beckham came. Of course, Landon, goes without saying there's a statue of him in front of the stadium. Um, But, you know, they're both very upset uh, about the way the Galaxy have been playing lately. Um, I'm looking at some of the quotes here that I had um, um, where Landon said the last three quarters of a decade in the last seven years, he said, have not been acceptable. Um, They're just not from uh, he said that the the Galaxy have lost um, part of their soul. He kind of credited that to the departure of Bruce Arena, and he said it was clear to leadership at the top that you couldn't keep going on this way. And he's a, a former roommate of Chris Klein, by the way. He said, I love Chris, but I think even he would admit it was time for a change. That's hard when it happens because what's best for the organization sometimes is not good for individuals. Same with Jovan. It seemed that you just needed to make some changes. Um, he talked about when the Galaxy were good, was good, seven, eight years ago when he was playing, he said um, it wasn't Robbie Keane's magic. It wasn't Beckham. It wasn't Chicharito himself. It wasn't Juninho. It was rather, excuse me. It was guys like Juninho, Todd Donovan, AJ De La Garza, guys who cared deeply about the club. And he said that the team he thinks has lost a little bit about, uh, of that. And he talked about Greg Vanny. He said Greg Vanny cares about the club deeply. He played for it. He loves it. How do you get it back on track? It's not easy to quantify. So he kind of gave Greg Vanny a little bit of a of a pat on the back and said, this is the guy who's been there and knows the history. Alexi, Alexi was a little bit different. Alexi said that they have continued on with Greg Vanny is strange to me. Not because I don't think Greg Vanny is a good coach, but I would think that in this transition that you, that he would have been part of it. And he said, obviously they see something and believe whatever happened was not entirely his fault. But one of the big messages that Alexi had, I thought was that um, the galaxy has a, have a lot of, of um, uh, ties and, and bonds that they need to rebuild. He said that um, the supporters, as, as, as we all know, are very upset. And then he talked about um, if the Galaxy come out again and say, look, we're rebuilding, as they've been talking about for right. years now, if, if they're rebuilding, he said, um, I don't give a crap about the next couple of years. I don't give a crap about five years. I don't give a crap about 10 years. If I'm a customer and I'm paying for this product, I want to see quality out there right now. Yep. This is Los Angeles. It has something to live up to, and if you're coming back and telling us that you that give us some time, and this is a process, he goes, we're going to lose our patience very quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the galaxy are there, right? With how many times have we sort of heard, you know, the process? I, I, I think you came away with this, and I think this would be an accurate. Um, accurate take, and, and I would agree with it is that, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Greg Banny this year, right? I mean, that's what this comes down to. There's going to be a lot of pressure, quite honestly, on Will Coons, right? I mean, here you are, you're going a different direction. You have to show that that different direction is going to be the right direction to go. Um, you have to be able to put butts in seats. And you know, I think Messi coming to the LA Galaxy is certainly uh, coming to to play the LA Galaxy. Oh man, people, wow, people a yeah, transaction. I wow. hadn't heard about. You it. hadn't wow. even heard about that one, right? Um, I think Messi coming to, uh, you know, coming in Miami, coming to play at the LA Galaxy is sort of hiding the fact that the LA Galaxy haven't been great in terms of attendance. Um, you know, they still average fairly high in the whole league, and that's great, but. You know, when you look at what the L.A. Galaxy are used to with sellouts, with exciting teams, with exciting soccer, that type of thing, it hasn't been there. Um, and it hasn't been there since at least, you know, 2017. I mean, even the 2016 and 2015 teams were, were competitive teams. Uh, 2017 was really the start of the, the non-competitive teams. And the L.A. Galaxy missing the playoffs is, you know, I, as one person told me was uh, shambolic uh, the fact that the LA galaxy missed it and, and you know, it can't happen. And I think the galaxy are looking now at, it's not just making the playoffs it's about having a home playoff game too. Right. I mean, if you're going to spend all this money, you want to be able to to earn money too. And playoff games in Los Angeles are a way that you get to earn money. Those extra games are where you get to pull it in. Quite honestly, the the Miami game is a way to pull in extra money right now. That's a gift to the gods, uh, that the LA galaxy get in this particular situation. Right. So,
0: well, in, in talking about Vanny, um, you know, the Galaxy have lost more games than they won in the three years he's been here. They made the playoffs once. They gave up 67 goals last year. Greg Vanny was a, a national team defender. Yep. Um, uh, so, it, it, you know, that is, is you know, a defender then his team can't defend. If he gets off to the start, a slow start this year like they did last year, remember they closed really quickly, mm-hmm. but they got off to that slow start. If they get off to a slow start again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Galaxy pulled the trigger. So, yeah, there is pressure on Greg Vanny and there's pressure from Greg Vanny. From the very first game, which is against Inter Miami,
1: right at right. home. Yeah, I know. Right, it's as uh, as I've talked to some people, it's like, oh well, good. It's not like the first game is going to be like you know widely televised and everybody's going to watch it and it's going to be this huge, giant uh, event, right? They get to ease their way into it. And We've looked at the Galaxy schedule as well. Those first nine games are are difficult games. I mean, all just just getting out of the gate, the Galaxy are going to have to come out and actually be on fire here. And the fact that we that you see that they currently don't have uh, players in. they probably would like in right and there's some time right you have till the end of february so there's still about you know six weeks to really get everybody sort of in and and where you need to go there's time there there isn't that much time
0: right well you bring up a really good point
1: that that this first game everybody's gonna be watching it
0: all the pundits all the commentators and all that so if the galaxy go into that game and they win two to one four to nothing whatever if they keep uh if they control messi suarez at all and they have a good game People are going to be saying, hey, this Galaxy team may have turned the corner. uh, Granted, it's 90 minutes into the season and people will be making their decisions already. They may have turned the corner. If it's four to nothing, which it could be, we're talking about Messi Suarez. We're talking about a really good team with some really good players. It could easily be four to nothing, even if the Galaxy play a great
1: game. Hey, hey, by the way, there's also a very good chance that Messi's injured, that Suarez isn't in shape. Like these guys are going on a world tour as well. Don't miss me with this whole, oh, everybody's going to be healthy and everybody's going to be firing on all cylinders. It's going to be their first game. Actually, excuse me. It's going to be their second game. But after a ridiculously busy preseason that has them flying all over the world, right? And then the Galaxy come in as well so well, there are things of, on both sides of this that are not well, set
0: but, but, but my point being is people are going to read into this game yes. they're yes. going to make their decisions on the season based on this game if the galaxy look good oh my god greg Vanny is he's a miracle worker if the galaxy get blown out oh my god this is the worst team of all time <laughs> um so because everybody's going to be watching this game you're right they they do not get to warm their way into no. the season they start on the national stage, and everything they do in that game will be amplified, and that will be the storyline for the first couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, 41 days right now until the opening kick there for the LA Galaxy. So, TikTok, TikTok, things are happening, right? You can certainly see it. But we did talk about the LA Galaxy being back, right? And Galaxy putting out some some photos of uh, of the guys being back at the at, at the at least in Southern California. Let's put it that way, because some of this was happening at Dignity Health Sports Park. Some of the medical stuff happens at different hospitals, that type of things, so where they go and they're. Able to do all of their testing uh, and again physical training, stre- strength training, and then first uh, first practice is is Tuesday. So we're recording on Monday. First practice actually out on the field will be Tuesday, so that'll be interesting. First press conference uh, with Greg Vanny should be back on Thursday, I believe is what is scheduled for right now. So um, that's where the LA Galaxy are sort of sitting here and as we look at all of that. And and by the way, the beginning of the season is always an interesting one, seeing who's coming in, all that fun stuff. You'll get your first looks at some of the new guys. Um, but we also have to look at the LA galaxy schedule coming up on February 3rd. They're hosting, you know, St. <coughs> Louis at dignity health sports park. Uh, then you have all the, the, the Coachella uh, Valley invitational games that are sort of sitting in there. You have Charlotte and Austin and New York city and New York red bulls. And then, I mean, even on this one schedule, we can talk about all the things you want, but even on the one schedule at February, You know, at the end of February, Kevin, you, not you personally, but the LA Galaxy, will be facing off against Miami, right? So this is, this is, everything's funneling down to these things, right? So it's like, okay, this is, this is where everything is coming right now. We should get updates on how healthy people are. Gaston Brugman, Martin Casares, right? Those are the ones that you're looking at that sort of had the big injuries and you're like, are they going to be okay? We'll find out if there's any other injuries that are sort of, Jalen Neal is one that you want to ask about, although we're certainly expecting that he's fine as he was progressing towards the end of the last season as well. So all these guys, are they back? Are they 100%? Is Caceres ready to go? You know, who's gonna, who's sort of gonna be your projecting starters just off of this first thing? We should know that at the end of the week. We should have an idea of where everybody is. And we should hear from Greg Vanny, somebody who has gotten to shy away from the limelight here a little bit, Kevin, with uh, with Will Coontz sort of taking over as the general manager. But we get to hear from Greg Vanny about how that relationship is going and then how. Uh, the team building for this year is going as well. So there's a lot of stuff that is going to happen pretty rapidly here. Whenever we get uh, get towards towards February, which is which is again almost almost in February, I would think Greg Vanny likes the fact that that Will Kuntz
0: is, I don't want to say taking the heat, but stepped into the spotlight. Greg Vanny gets to concentrate on doing what Greg Vanny needs to be doing, which is coaching the team, putting the team together, deciding what his starting eleven might be. the The battle I'm to watch in spring in the in well it's spring in the winter. In preseason is the one in goal. I mm. think that could be a really good battle in goal. The three guys that that uh, all think that they should be the starter, uh, and uh, you know that's going to be really good. By the way, put can you put that schedule back up again because it goes back to what you talked about at the beginning. The galaxy just drive down the freeway. Yes. (laughs) Um, and their family can come see them on the weekends. You know, look at Charlotte, Austin, New York. Those those guys are traveling a long way. It's a little.
1: It's a little chilly in those places right now, Kevin. I don't. You know. Well, it is. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure they're glad to be here, but
0: still, it's 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 it's, the galaxy will have a different experience. It's you know they these guys are they're going to do some team building and all those you know the the New York teams and Charlotte and uh, they're going to do some team building a lot of things, but they're going to be in a different time zone. The season for them almost starts three weeks early because they're on the road from the start.
1: Yeah, it'll be, uh, again, a fun time to sort of watch everybody go through here as we go through sort of the news as well. And remember, I would like to say the Galaxy aren't just playing at Coachella. All those other teams are there as well. We have, you know, the full schedule up here with the Galaxy playing Charlotte and then, uh, you know, Charlotte playing San Jose and Minnesota United and Phoenix playing Phoenix Rising. Right. You have Portland Timbers and New York City. You have a a USL team in, in Phoenix Rising. Right. You have Austin FC. You have LAFC. You have Chicago Fire. Uh, Portland, San Jose, New York City, you know, you can go Minnesota, Chicago. So there's a lot of teams that are going to be out there, which should be a lot of fun. I will say women's games, too. Yeah, that's right. There's a couple of women's games as well. Um, And I will also say that uh, as of right now, you should mark your calendars for February 11th. Uh, the LA Galaxy will be playing Austin at 10 a.m. It'll be an early morning to get out there and watch the LA Galaxy play Austin, Diego uh, Fagundes' old team, right? So some of that and be able to say hi. It'll be a good start for everybody, but there's a a better than 90% chance here that Kevin, you and I will be doing a live podcast at uh, at, at the Coachella Grounds there, at the Empire Polo Grounds. And so we're just finalizing the details and going to let you know when that is so that way you can join us out there. But that means get your tickets because we're start. We're starting to push that and we're starting to go. And you know what? If it gets canceled now, we'll blame the galaxy. So, you know, we're doing that before the game, right? I, I think we're going to do it after the game. After the game. I, uh, yeah. Keep going back and forth. No, we aren't. I've kept I've said after about 30 times. You just keep wanting to do it before the game, which it would be like what? At eight o'clock. You want people to show up at eight. Who's going to be there at, at eight for us to do a show? You and me. So, no, I'm not going to. I don't want to be there that early. So um, so that's sort of what we have planned right now. So plan that Coachelli Valley Valley Invitation on February 11th. Um, you'll want to be there for that game, the LA Galaxy in Austin. And then afterwards, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, Gary, by the way, just noticed that I'm not wearing my haircut hat. And uh, I, am, I do have a haircut scheduled for Wednesday. So I'm just letting the long locks flow for the rest of the rest of the day. That's it. <laughs> We're gonna let that that's go. That's
0: what you call those, That's what you call that long. Locks? I mean, when
1: you have no hair on top and it only grows on the sides and the back, you have to enjoy it every once in a while, right? Just let it let it flow out the back a little bit there. I'll uh, get a little rat tail, maybe down there, a little mullet in the you back. You
0: could do one of those Donald Trump comb overs.
1: I mean, you could try. You could. I actually, if I do that right now, the wind blows and then it, then it's it's upset. It's upset. My wife, by the way, my wife has this wonderful shampoo that makes my hair very light and fluffy, which I enjoy. But when the wind blows, it's just it's it's a it's a nightmare out there. Let me just tell you, I'll be the first one to know it rains though. The drops come right in between the hair and hit me right on the top of the head. So. Uh, that's good. We did uh, we did talk about this, but let's talk about it again. Uh, the Miami game uh, completely sold out. As a matter of fact, if you're trying to buy season tickets to the LA Galaxy, you absolutely can. You just can't buy season tickets with this Miami game included. That's how sold out this game is. Uh, by last uh, uh, by last check, there were so few season tickets, even in the supporters groups, that it was like you don't even really have to mention it. There's like less than twelve like in the, in each group like that type of thing. It's that. Minimal and those are probably gone now as well because that's a couple days ago. Uh The only way you get to see this this game if you're will, if you want to go through the LA Galaxy, Kevin, is like the premium the premium stuff. It's the premium. It's either field side or it's a suite or it's a cabana, and I don't even know how much of that is still there. So get your friends together. Maybe you'll need twenty or thirty thousand dollars in order to get a suite somewhere. What, what, what if you fly a
0: drone over the field and it hovers and you film
1: it? You could just watch it on TV then, Kevin. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's probably a better you idea.
0: There will be tickets in the secondary market, um, yeah, for people who yeah. have like a thousand bucks to put down on one seat for a soccer game.
1: See, I mean that would that would be a lot of fun. By the way, Logan asked about uh about the Coachella. He goes, "Are you going to do play by play like the first Coachella?" Remember, the first Coachella was not open to fans, so I went, I did live Twitter streaming, and I and I basically did a play by play of the of the game. And the Galaxy had, were even tuned in and listening at that particular point. I thought they were going to kick me out, but they they let me stay, so that's always nice. Um, but no, uh, Well,
0: answer the question. We're not going to do that.
1: What? Yeah, we we are not. No, no. Yeah, we, we don't need to watch the game yeah we're we're gonna be there and you guys are gonna come out
0: maybe we should do it for the for the inner miami game since people can't get in
1: (laughs) maybe i mean i don't know that miami game is gonna be nuts just crazy off the charts nuts so i'm i'm very interested to see how that all plays out i'm pretty sure you and i have spots somewhere in the press box kevin i'm not i couldn't guarantee that last i checked unofficial over a hundred single game media requests with the la galaxy over a hundred Just by the way, most of the time, that's like probably 20, less than 20. Yeah. Right. And by the the way, the deadline's not over yet. So that can still extend. So I would expect that that probably gets closer to 200 than it does to stays to 100.
0: You you, you know, one thing we have to say, you know, Kansas City, they moved their game from um, the the, the regular park. They're going to play in the in the. in the Chiefs Stadium, right in a different state, by the way.
1: Yeah, um, and, it's and across the river. Time. Stop, stop acting. Well, it's in it the is, same it, city. They're like, I know they're separated a little bit, but it's across the river. It's like Vancouver, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. All right. Oh, well, team, well you, I'm driving has, to another state. Yeah, it's five minutes it across, a the across the
0: river. Different governor and a different mayor. I know <laughs> yes. that, but um, you know that game's in April, and, and obviously they're pretty. Convinced that Messi's going to play that game and they wouldn't move it. Um, you know, when we talked to the Galaxy about moving the game, they said they didn't want to move the game to the right. Rose Bowl. Yes, they could have sold way more tickets. They could have sold out the Rose Bowl, I bet. I bet you they could have got 80%. Or SoFi
1: or SoFi. They could have but, sold out Sofi, right? I mean, you you could but have they, done one. They
0: wanted they there's a, a lot, a number of bells and whistles coming to Dignity Home Health Sports Park this year. They wanted to show that off at the beginning. They wanted to make sure that they started the season in, in their stadium. They want to sort of recreate the culture of the galaxy from years past. And they want to do that in dignity health sports park. Now the July 4th game is different. That's probably going to be an an annual thing now. Um, But what I'm getting to is there has been some doubt whether Messi will be playing certain number of games and he won't be playing a lot of games. He probably won't play games on turf right he won't play games during copa america in the summer because he will be with argentina he won't play in march during the the fifa break because he'll be do, taking part in world cup qualifying for argentina so there is a number of games i think i looked at uh, when the schedule came out i looked and i, th- I think he's probably going to miss a third or more of inter miami's games so if you're buying tickets if you're in chicago kansas city or well maybe not kansas city but some of the places miami is going to play you better check Argentina's schedule, and if it's if it's a long trip, a cross country trip, like to Vancouver, if it, Miami goes to Vancouver, to play on turf, I bet Messi doesn't make that trip. This is a different game. This is against the Galaxy. This is the season opener.
1: This it's a is season a opener for deal. the LA Galaxy. Remember, Miami technically right. opens the season on Wednesday night before this game.
0: But that's not an MLS game.
1: Yeah, it is. I believe it is an MLS game. Really? Yes, they start. I think they start on the on the Wednesday before. Yep.
0: Well, that's crazy. But if that's true, my point was going to be Apple TV has a lot invested in this game. Yes. MLS has a lot invested in this game. Um, I, if there's a, you know, I, I do think they uh, MLS does pressure p- uh, players to play. I think this would be one game that Messi would probably be very wise right. to play, and, and Miami would be wise to put him in uniform. So I think if you're trying to buy tickets to this game, and you even wind up on the secondary market, I think you can be pretty safe. Nothing's ever guaranteed, but I think you can be pretty safe this is a game that Messi is probably going to be asked to play.
1: Yeah, if, if, if that's right. And by the way, secondary market is probably where you're going to be unless you're going for those premium options. So uh, shop, and the record shop for, safely. The
0: record for an MLS ticket on the secondary market was set last year when Messi came and played at LAFC. It was over $800 average ticket
1: price. Mm. I bet you may you may find that you may get that high at uh, at Dignity Health, but of course you're going to get close to twenty seven thousand people as well. So it's about five thousand more people than than what would be over at uh, at LAFC's uh, stadium. So very interesting. Let's get to a little bit of news. Uh, we'll move on from that. Particular thing. Uh, this came in from Fabrizio Romano talking about Alex Accala. We already talked about it joining City Football Group, right? This is the one basically that the LA Galaxy uh, and and City, so Manchester City, we could call Manchester City, but the City Football Group, right, uh, had basically put his option out and had optioned him until he turned eighteen, to where he could they could transfer him um, into their system uh, legally and before 18 that's you can't do that right. So basically it was the LA Galaxy develop him and they saw him at some some different events where he had played against some Manchester City youth teams and some other teams and they had scouted them and looked at him and said man we really like this kid. So here's the deal is we'll go ahead and put an option down and, and we'll, we're going to pay you whenever he turns 18. So uh, I can't wait to hear what numbers are because I don't know I you know it could be like $50,000 and that's it. But it was like a guarantee thing. I have no idea. It could be oh, well, it's $1 million, you know, or it's $500,000 or there's some amount of money and I wanna know what that is so we can sort of set our expectations for what everything else is on that as well so uh if Fabrizio says it we've already talked about this uh exclusively um on this podcast before is Alex Alcala going to City Football Group the, the fun thing though Kevin will be does he come back and play for New York City FC like do they loan him out to NYC FC and perhaps he's in their youth system now because he's a City Football Group kind of guy so uh, I'm interested to see how they how they choose to develop this player now that they've bought him.
0: You know, they used to do that. But remember, Antuna was a guy that was on loan to the Galaxy from Manchester City. Uh, they didn't send him to to uh, to New York City FC. They sent him to the Galaxy. And now he's playing in Mexico, of course. Right. But yeah. so City doesn't always do that.
1: Right. No, you're absolutely right. We're Antuna. Really a lot of fun. Um, All right. Let's get to the rumor tracker and start getting over some of these rumors. Um, I think a lot of these you're probably going to have heard already because there's not a ton of new names, uh, but I'm certainly happy to talk about rumors and where we're at Uh, Galaxy roster right now at 23 players. Uh, officially, we have Gabrielle Peck, who we've already talked about. Basically, that deal again is done. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. Just waiting for an announcement sometime. I don't know. I, I imagine I'll eventually get a heads up, but it's not like I'll be able to share it with you guys. Um, but that should be coming here, I would imagine, this week. But unless paperwork stalls or things take a little bit longer, you never know. But I would imagine that that happens fairly quickly because I know they want to try to get him in and working towards getting him into this team as quickly as possible. But uh, the last official announcement was uh, Miki Yamane. Uh, defender there so 23 players right now 10 internationals I believe the galaxy have 9 of 10 spots so basically they have 9 international spots um, and they have 10 players taking that up now that's before there's any green cards or anything that we're not aware of right now so that actually they could be compliant as they sit right now but they don't have to be compliant until right before the season starts so they could sign 12 more internationals well probably not 12 more but they could sign a whole bunch more internationals then they would have to go out and get those slots before the season sort of started so they're at 10 right now. Uh, the international, excuse me, I have are, are Puj, Brugman, uh, Yoshida, Yovolich, uh, Kosarus, I have Mavinga, I have Aude, I have Michevich, I have Vivi, which if you're talking about somebody who could possibly be loaned down Gino, Vivi could be that guy. Uh, and then Miki Yamane right now, and that makes 10. So 10 international. Yeah, and there's
0: three three millionaires.
1: Yeah, there there are, as of right now, but we don't know. We imagine Gabriel Peck was probably gonna be in that in in that millionaire range. I would imagine that any other DP is probably in that millionaire range as well. And then there's a U twenty two who could possibly be um, if not in salary and transfer rumors and everything else, certainly, uh, could be a little heavier well, as well. And I
0: can't read the figure at the bottom, but what is the, ba- what is the entire, uh, salary of the roster now at 23? Uh,
1: do I, at I do, I wouldn't trust it. I have it at 9.9 million right now. So it's,
0: okay. I remember incredible. last year they were around 25 million yeah. and I, I think they're going to when, when everything's said and done, they got seven more slots to fill my guess is that they blow that 25 million out of the water
1: yeah i think it could it could certainly with transfer fees but transfer fees don't always get you know accounted for in salaries so salaries are sort of there, too. Um, so anyway, let's get to the actual rumors now and the ones that we can tell you about. We've talked about Gabriel Peck, and he is the one that we're all waiting for, and that's the one. Um, Gabriel Rukovina, the 19-year-old left winger from uh, Dinamo Zakreb, uh, still at three stars. Uh, I will tell you that the ones we're watching right now are Rukavina, who is the U22, who would be a U22 signing um, as a winger, as winger depth. Uh, again, 19 years old, doesn't have a ton of first team minutes. Alex Ruiz on our last show on Thursday night did a really good job sort of previewing these guys. Um, but uh, Rukovina is somebody that you want to watch and and watch that one. That one seems to me was is more full or, or closer to being done than anything else. And uh, the other one is Joseph Paint- Paintsil. Uh, and that's the Ghanaian uh, currently playing for Gank, who's actually playing for Ghana right now and AFCON because Afcon's going on. And I know there's some Galaxy fans who have been watching them. Uh, I liked one was, man, he's a little smaller than I thought he was, but the guy is just, you know, on fire in terms of what he does and and sort of his pace and his speed. So uh, Joseph Paints is still the guy who the Galaxy are targeting. Now, there's some. There's some stuff going on with that one, Kevin, because there's a release clause sort of being played around in this. And from what we can tell, and certainly the reports, and I'm able to ask some questions and get some clarification on this. Um, but basically the the release clause is still sitting out there, right? And so now they're wondering if the release clause uh, has an expiration on it, because certainly Genk would want to sell him for a lot more um, if they could. Uh, but Cell right now uh, is still sitting in that spot, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with Ghana. So that's one of those that you sort of have to sit there and watch a little bit and say, okay, you know, are they going to be able to get this one done? I am told on both, uh, Rukavina and paint things are progressing. There's nothing to report there right now though. And, and that's sort of you know, it's a cop out way of saying that really we're, we're, we're working on it. I promise. Um, but it's not, we have not gotten there yet. Um, this is a guy who scored 20 goals with 16 assists in his last two seasons with Gank. He has uh, a, a real workhorse in paint with what, what they're trying to do. The big holdup has been apparently, Kevin, that. Um, they're looking at them and they're looking at personal terms and the personal terms haven't come across yet. They haven't been able to agree on personal terms. So the buyout is there. The 8.5 million is there. Uh, the Galaxy have that within their budget and we were talking, I mean, realistically, the Galaxy have about $25 million in their budget to get everything that they want to get done um, on these transfers. And so, you know, that includes the 10, 10, 10 and a half million dollars up with plus for Gabriel Peck um, that he has on that and then whatever else you're going to do either with Paintsil or somebody else. Um, so those are the things that we're, that we're really watching here with, uh, with these rumors, the, the other ones that we can sort of look down to, we talked about Sosa, we talked about Solari, they're going to sort of hold out there. Uh, Pelestry was over at Manchester United and we said, we didn't see a lot in that. Um, then we get into the one star rumors, which don't really matter. And you shouldn't even mention, but we do have to get to one more. All right. So Carlos Vela, and this has been all over social media. It's only been over social media. Uh, I've reported and I stand by this and I will. I'm not going to sit and shout it from the rooftops over and over again. It's been reported. I can kill this rumor. There's no truth to it. The Galaxy aren't going to add Carlos Vela. Literally, there. I saw tweets today that LA Galaxy eminent of adding Carlos Vela. It's not happening um and so you know uh i don't know i guess some journalists don't get punished for saying things that are wrong uh and it's all about the engagement and you know i have learned the hard way not to get things wrong so i got something wrong once and i'll never do it again i'm not wrong on this and i'm not worried about it the la galaxy are not interested in and nor are they going to be signing carlos Vela. um
0: put that, put that list up you know what i really like about this list be well, well first of all you and i have uh, between us confirmed not not the signing, but the interest. I think in everyone down to Solari. I think we've we've talked. Yes. We've got people in the Galaxy to say yes. Uh, one of these players was offered twelve million dollars. I,
1: I, I know. I know Pelestry too. Pelestray was absolutely the Galaxy were interested. Long shot, but they were interested.
0: So so the point is, is, is these are not guys. You know, we heard last year that they were interested in in Suarez, and they were interested in all these guys, and and none of that would ever turned out to be true. We know that that all the guys on this list down to Pelestray. Are, are people that they're very interested in. They've talked to again, they've offered twelve million dollars to one of these players. He didn't want it. The thing I like about it, when you look at positions, a lot of a lot of wingers, yes, what 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 I, the galaxy are doing is saying, here's the guy we want, and we have a backup for each guy. If we get the guy we want, great. If we don't, we have a plan b. I, I really uh, the the guys that have advanced on uh, on talks where they've agreed on terms and certain things, maybe they've agreed on terms of the transfer fee or the salary, whatever. People on both sides of this, of these uh, agreements have begun to picture themselves, either the player, look, what would it be like to play in Los Angeles? What would it be like to be in MLS? Do I want to move my family there? And they've made a decision, yes or no. And the teams have looked at, hey, if we move this guy, what's our salary situation look like? Who's the next man up? How's this going to work? As the teams begin to envision this and we move toward the end of January, again, as we said at the beginning, I would expect maybe in another week that things were really going to heat up because people have either made their decision that, yes, we need to get this done. Let's, let's just compromise and get the best deal we can. Or they've decided, look, we've looked at how this is going to affect our team and we don't like it. We're going to move on. I would expect within the next, uh, by this weekend that, that things are going to start heating up and you're going to see some things get done because, you know, people have invested a lot in this emotionally, uh, uh, you know, again, imagining themselves there, imagining what it does to their budget, But I really like the way the Galaxy have decided, look, we need wingers. Here's our first pick. Here's our second pick. You know, here's maybe plan C. Uh, And the Galaxy are not going to they're not going to get to the end of January as they have in years past. Empty handed. A couple of guys on this list, I would guess at least two, maybe three, will be part of the Galaxy by the end of this month.
1: It, It feels that way. I would say the other thing, and I mentioned this on Thursday, Kevin, is. There's power in having options, right? And and what you're seeing is the LA Galaxy really flexing a knowledge and a depth that they have not flexed before. I mean, we used to get I've never seen this many names that we could talk about, right? I mean, you and I have done a lot of things and there would always be big names and we'd be sitting there knocking them down and being like, "Nope, that's not true. Nope, that's not true." But on that list, we can tell you that, you know, most of those are true. Some of them are not true, right? And we're trying to kill those as they sort of come. But most of those are true. The fact that the LA Galaxy keep hunting for what they're looking for, like the the types of players that they're going after are very similar to the other player. You look at Solari, uh, you look at Sosa, right? Uh, Solari and Sosa. Uh, and then you get to Peck and you're like, yep, they were going after a certain type of player to get to here, right? And now you look at, uh, at Paintsil, quite honestly, could be a game-changing player for the LA Galaxy. Uh, Tom Bogert was talking about Paintsle and said, if they get Paintsle, they add him with Peck, they have Pujin there, they have Brugman, the whole thing. Even Jovan, uh, even with uh, Dejan Jovalich, uh, you can look at Jovalic and say, he just has to be like league average okay in front of goal in the Galaxy. You're going to have an, a very potent offense. It's about the defense and what happens on the other side. But, um, you know, I... I worry less about that. I know there's going to be lots of people who worry. I want to see a little depth on the right side uh, now, but Yamane seems to me like a really solid sort of find, and you're going to pair him next to Yoshida, and Yoshida and Yamane are going to sort of have that right side, and then I think you're going to have Neal and Aude, and maybe you switch over Yoshida so that way he's next to Aude, so that way there's experience and youth and experience and youth, and if you sort of mix and match those back there, I think that's good, and then you have Kossaris who's able to come in as well. Again, I, I still think there's some movement here for the LA Galaxy to possibly offload some players and do some things, but this is this is sort of what you're looking at right now is this L.A. Galaxy team has the options. They have the ability to go after those and they will. I will say one thing about the Vela rumor that that I, I can't say that the that the Galaxy and Carlos Vela never had a talk. Um, they probably did. Will Kuntz knows who Carlos Vela is. Uh, the Carlos Vela knows who Will Koontz is. Uh, those agents know each other. The agent knows he knows Will Koontz, right? The whole deal. So there's there's no doubt that there could have been a talk. Um, but I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. That's not, that's not where this, and by the way, you didn't need me to say it either. Kevin, all you have to do is look at the LA galaxy and look who they've been going after. And you can sort of say, okay, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Unless there was like a tam. it was like a tam. Sort of thing, right? A, a, a mid level Tam. And, and I think Carlos Vela could go back to Spain and make a lot more money than that. So,
0: well, one thing in that, though, I mean, I, I think Carlos Vela's ego would prevent that from happening. First of all, not, not that it's a bad ego. I don't mean that in a negative sense. I just mean he, he thinks he's worth more than Tam money. So, fine. But I do know that he likes living in Los Angeles. His family likes it. Um, um, he's had a kid since he got here. You know, he would do anything to stay here if he could. Does he, that, that mean taking a Tam money deal? I don't know, but but it's, you know, I know happening. the rumor
1: that
0: <laughs> no, it, right now it's not happening. And it's dead. But no, you no, never no. say never.
1: I mean, I mean, well, I would say never. Like I, I definitively, this is not happening. Well, what if you
0: get to January twenty fifth, and all those other guys fall off the table for whatever reason, and you're still short a winger.
1: You don't do that. Nope. Okay. I don't, I don't think it fits in with what the galaxy are trying to do. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think you're going to see, no, it doesn't make any sense yeah, And again, you didn't need me to tell you that the way that will Koontz and the LA galaxy have gone after players right now. I think you kind of understand where they're going and that would be something where you'd sit there and go, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, just in terms of a thing again, I'm always for, I'm always for how much money are you paying? right? How much money? Money is everything, right? So, you know, a player at $1 million versus a player at $200,000 is a big difference, right? And so there's different expectations. You're making over a million dollars. You're going to have different expectations. Um, so those, well,
0: another thing is when you talk about Vela and his age, it's clear the galaxy. When you look at the guys, 19 years old, 22 year old, 24, they're going after young players. They're signing them to multi-year contracts. That's a smart thing to do. If, if you're sure about the player, it could come back, backfire on you. If you sign somebody like I mean, you know, Grant Sear and Kevin Cabral, they got long-term contracts, didn't work out. My point was going to be is, is there's been some talk that that uh, uh, um, that Will went to management and said, look, give me a ton of money this year. I'm going to sign a bunch of guys. I'm not coming back to you every year and asking for more money. You Let me do my job. You hired me to do a job. Let me do this the way I want to do it, at least right out of the gate. I'm going to spend a lot of money this year, but I'm not coming back to you next year because these guys are going to be signed. Um right. That's kind of been the strategy. And when you, again, when you talk about Carlos Vela, guy 34 35, doesn't fit with that model. Uh, it doesn't fit in with uh, this is a one time
1: span. We're going to be good for three or four years. That's it. That's it. And that's why you, you're right, sort of in in that way. And listen, I, you know, I think the big gambles that we're sort of looking at for the LA Galaxy are now still looking at Jovalich and, and the striker role and what he can do. But uh, realistically, I think that you're going to look at Peck or you're going to look at um, whoever ends up coming in as the second designated player is that there's going to be options to also play them up top whenever they need to. Um, And you have Fagundes who's going to be in there as depth. And then, you know, if you sort of look at uh, Rukavina as well, the 19-year-old, that should be depth. Um, Depth at left wing, um, depth at right wing. And I think Peck could possibly play left wing and you could look at Paintsill playing right wing. Uh, Paintsill's the big one. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Everything that I've seen and everything, I mean, you look at the stats and you look at all the stuff that... That people sort of pointed out, and you know, non penalty goals at, at 92, 92nd percentile, um, you know, uh, non penalty penalty expected goals in the 97th percentile, uh, non penalty expected goals plus uh, expected assists um, on goals, right? The 97th percentile, you're talking about a guy who's goal dangerous from the wing, same as Peck, goal dangerous from the wing. They're trying to create offense from the wing, crossing and shooting. From those wings and what they're hoping for is that that, that the service that they're going to get from Jovalich uh, or to Jovalich is, is enough to make Jovalich a dangerous player. And the benefit of Dayon on is that you are paying a striker who is capable of banging in goals. Uh, we've seen him do it, but you, you're, putting, you're paying a striker. Basically, he's $200,000 against the cap, right? And so we talk about opening cap space and doing things, and that's the benefit. If you go out and get anybody else for that role. Uh, you, your cap takes a hit, right? And so really, wh- how are you spending that money? Where else are you spending that money? So uh, I wouldn't be surprised that the LA Galaxy didn't add a veteran striker in here as well as sort of a backup to what Jovalich is doing. But I don't think you're going to see a major spend um, because I really think that they think it's it's day on Jovalich.
0: Well, well, look at all those paint still numbers in the 90th and plus percentile, kind of like your SAT scores a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, in, in yep. many ways.
0: And when you talk about salary, I do think they're, you know, I talked about I really want to watch this goalkeeper battle. They have three starting goalkeepers, all who think they should be the starter. There's a lot of money involved in that position right now. I don't think the team starts the season with those three on the roster. So one of the three is going to go somewhere, I think. Um, and, and to clear, To clear – budget space, if nothing else.
1: Well, well, but the only answer, and you're talking about goalkeeper, the only answer there is Jonathan Bond moves because they just bought Michevich and they just brought in McCarthy. They're not going to move McCarthy uh, to keep uh, to keep Jonathan Bond, and I think there's some cost savings in there as well. So... Uh, Again, I still think that that's a possibility, but then you have to go out and I know they drafted a goalkeeper, but you have to go out and probably get a third goalkeeper somewhere uh, in there to be your be the number three as well. So there's still some some roster moves and some roster stuff to go. So with if you look at the roster and we put in Gabrielle Peck in there as well, uh, that means the Galaxy then have six spots remaining. Um, to sign, I would imagine there's a, U- I, well, I mean, I, I, you can almost guarantee it. There's a U 22 spot that's in there. So that's a pretty big spend. That's going to be on the U 22, uh, Ruka right now, I believe is rumored to be about three, $3.3 3. 3 million, dollars, um, in terms of a transfer fee. So that's a, that's a pretty big spend. But again, uh, it's the salary that, that it's a salary that sort of counts, um, it has to be under a certain amount. And then it's only like 150 to $200,000 against the salary cap. Again, same as jo- Jovalich. You get a guy who is more than serviceable, somebody you can develop, and you're hopeful that you can sell for a lot of money. And that's the whole thing. If you think that you're going to go out and, and, and do this the way that Will Koons wants to do it, which is sell players and do all those things, then then Dayon Jovalich, you have to develop and sell because you spent money on him. You brought him in. He's a highly touted young player. Uh, whenever he came into the LA galaxy, he came in and as a super sub was absolutely superb in his first season, second season didn't work out. Maybe they didn't have the things everybody I talks to says, uh, and and one person in particular I was talking to was like, you know, the idea is to get him the service. And when he gets the service, he's going to score goals. And if you if you don't get him the ball, then he's not going to score, right? Like you can So the idea is to create guys who are goal dangerous, and you see it sort of playing out right now. Uh, the goal dangerous guys, the Pecs, the Pecs, the the pantsil, the pencils, um, that type of thing. You can look at them and sort of say those guys are goal dangerous on their own, but they're also going to lead to hopefully being goal dangerous with with Jovan well, with Jovanovic you know, as well.
0: And Jovanovic is playing well for his national team in Serbia, so that uh, that's gonna help his confidence. But one thing that's really interesting I was talking to I was actually talking to Will Coontz earlier and talked about how you know Peck is going to be this dynamic uh, playmaker. And and you know, Will kind of said, Well, whoa, well, whoa, well, back off a little bit. We already got one of those guys. Right. What's lost in all this is what is this going to do for Ricky Pooch? Because it seemed to me that he was taking shots that he didn't want and didn't need to take. He was shooting from outside the box a lot right. because he just felt like there's no offense. No one's generating any offense. I got to do this. I got to be Steph Curry and shoot from downtown, and I don't want to do that. If he doesn't feel like he needs to be the center of the offense and doesn't need to take those shots, I think that makes him a better player. And when he becomes a better player, the offense becomes better. Uh,
1: the the idea certainly, when you look at Peck and you look at a player like like Pencil, um, is you can see that they have runners now, right? The idea is to have speed and to run with Pooch. I mean, a lot of times Ricky would be out on breaks and there'd be nobody running. Tyler Boyd was effective in that, which is why Tyler Boyd was so so effective with the LA Galaxy was getting out on the run and letting Pooch find him. You have runners right now. Um, and so with Peck coming in and, and then, you know, whoever, this other DP, I imagine they're going to prioritize some speed in both of those. And the speed will allow, uh, opportunities to open themselves up. And it will mean that Ricky Puj doesn't have to carry the ball through the midfield through 17 players in order to try to pass the ball out or take a shot from outside the box. Right.
0: You know, Hussein Bolt wanted to play soccer.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, Hey, Hey. If Kevin Cabral taught us anything, it's that if you have speed, you can certainly be in position to score. And I have a feeling that Usain Bolt would have played about as good as Kevin Cabral, which was, oh, look, he's really fast and he's down the wing and he's getting there. And, oh, wait. No, no technical ability to finish. Wouldn't that be fun to see, though? I, I would. <laughs> see, I, I mean, take off? I, I'd have a good time doing it. How uh, does he stay on side? He, he can start three yards on side and then like the whole deal is nobody can catch him. So it don't, won't matter whether or not you don't have to walk the line in order to uh, to do that.
0: You know, I got to see Alyssa Thompson play a lot for Angel City and the women's national team last year. And I know it's a different comparison, men, women, all that. But the fact is, is she's like way faster than anybody that she's played against. And I actually saw teams... Uh, when when uh, on on corner kicks, put two defenders at midfield. Just afraid that a ball that bounced out, if she got on it, she was gone. Yeah, it changes when you have that speed. It does. It forces other teams to play differently because not only do they have to respect it, but they fear it.
1: Yeah. Um. So my other uh, the other thing that we can confirm in the LA Galaxy technically did sign another player today. Uh. This is Max Middleby uh a young player who's part of the Australian youth national team setup uh I had talked to the LA Galaxy uh about uh, some of the, about him and sort of wanted to figure out what was going on cuz there was lots of reports that he was coming to the LA Galaxy and he was really excited about it even his uh his Instagram handle says LA Galaxy um this is a Galaxy 2 signing but one that they're really high on so uh this is not a small thing and and by the way Australians uh who are reporting on this are are, are not considering it a small thing either uh, but having uh, Max Middleby who on the uh, on the discord everybody uh, that they've nicknamed him Bluey already only because he's Australian we're that simple uh, Australian yeah. and Bluey and that was it we're done um, well yeah I, I'm surprised I didn't take the easy out and say oh he played for a koala FC yeah well I mean could have could have uh, you know don't but, don't knock know, the easy the low-hanging fruit Kevin this this podcast thrives off it it's why you're on here
0: remember exactly remember I spent part of the summer and I'll. Australia, New Zealand. So I'm going to use all my Australian football contacts here to tell you that you're right. I mean, the, the way the journalists are reacting, the people in Australia see this as a really big deal. You it, know, it, Galaxy went out. And, and I know it's Galaxy 2, and they know it in their hearts in Australia, but they're playing it up as a, the Galaxy organization, the franchise. Absolutely. Um, they absolutely. wanted this player. And in Australia, this is seen as a very
1: big deal. Yeah, it is. And uh, a fun a fun yeah. sign, too. I will tell you this. And this is sort of an offshoot of this more than anything, but I want to point out to it because somebody uh, in the discord was talking about, oh, well, you know, you know, the Galaxy's M.O. of the past is, oh, yeah, we have all these things signed up, but we didn't get them done. And now we're going to panic buy and do something. And, you know, somebody said, oh, I'm afraid they're not going to do like their due diligence on the scouting and all that. And I'll say i'll say this that the mo right now the current front office and everybody i talk to it's it's very detailed in the scouting but it's it's further than that it's not just about the football it's about looking and talking about the player too so when i asked about uh max and joining the la galaxy i got a really dynamic player should be really good for for galaxy too but beyond just the football he's just a really great kid right and i've heard that now we've heard that from john McCarthy not just a really good backup goalkeeper who we think, you know, can challenge for whoever's going to be there and if he needs to be, he can definitely be a starter, but he's a great guy. He's a good locker room guy. I talking with people, I'll tell you right now, they're not just interested in the football side. They're not just interested in the soccer side. They they know the technical abilities, they like all that, but they're really interested in how is this person as a person as well because the idea, or at least the the thoughts behind this, is is that most of the time great people make for for great athletes, right? The whole deal. Not all the time, right? Barry Bonds was not a very nice guy. Um, and and yet he made for one of the greatest athletes. But there's sort of you wanna know everything that's sort of going into that too. Um, so you can talk about max and say oh he's this really great kid um he's a really great soccer player the whole deal and they're like oh and all of his teammates love him he's a leader in the locker room uh he's just the nicest guy looks you in the eyes whenever you shake your hands like he's just got a good head on his shoulders that usually keeps you out of trouble whenever you're you're doing that stuff
0: well i mean when we talked about john mccarthy when he was first signed, up people i talked to at the galaxy i said he eight clean sheets of 25 starts for a LAFC, you know, clean sheets in the, the CONCACAF Champions League. They right. wanted to talk about none of that. They right. said, great dressing room guy. That's where we got him. And you mentioned Barry Bonds. How many World Series did Barry Bonds win? I no,
1: oh, it was well, Not zero? that many. Okay. Uh,
0: and then I, I covered a Marlins team in Florida that had guys that, you know, Mike Redman, uh, uh, Brian Banks, uh, Todd Hollinsworth, uh, Lenny Harris, guys that didn't play a lot, Mike Mordecai. But they were great locker room guys. And so when you get to a World Series, when you get to these pressure pack games, you have these guys that have your back, that create this fun environment, that make the game fun, that aren't trying to shine the spotlight on them. Look, I know I'm not a starter. I'm here to support you. Um, right. You know, those are the kind of guys you need on a good club, and it, it's it's kind of refreshing to see the galaxy look at that and just don't go for the big names and the stats.
1: Well, I mean, you talked about Landon Donovan said it right. You you quoted him. It's it's, it's about the Todd Donovan. It's about the AJ Delagarzas. And by the way, AJ and Todd were both outstanding individuals uh, whenever it come to came to their soccer skills. Um, in fact, I don't know that I've seen a lot of people read a game better. Maybe Ashley Cole was was sort of was you know better at reading a game than, than AJ Delagars. I don't think AJ would would mind me saying that. Um, but AJ was so supremely gifted at reading the game and was able to make up for the shortcomings usually of his partner uh, sitting next to him, right, or standing next to him. Mm-hmm. And so that partnership really thrived. But Todd Donovan, I mean, you know, we're the biggest Todd Donovan fans like on the history of this planet probably uh, between the both of us. But it's because he was not only just an outstanding player, but such a great guy, both on the field, off and the field.
0: Another guy, I think you mentioned him, Ashley Cole, was a guy when he was here, um, wanted to become sort of a, not a, a coach necessarily, but a mentor, wanted to to uh, expound and, and share his wisdom with players. And Daniel Starris and Dave Romney were two guys that were soaking it up. But Ashley Cole came to the conclusion very early on, if I sit these guys down in the locker room after a game and talk, or after practice and talk to them, feels like school right so what would he do he took them golfing yep. and they spent 18 holes talking soccer and when romney and steris got off the golf course they were different soccer players and they never knew any education had taken place
1: by the way one of my favorite all-time la galaxy players actually Cole. just i could talk soccer with that man all day long all day every day for the just and such a wonderful human being to us in a locker room, I can't speak for everything that has ever happened with him, uh, and I know that there's certainly people at Chelsea because I went back to Chelsea, actually watched a game, uh, and I it got it sort of got wind that you know I had cover I was covering Ashley Cole at the LA Galaxy the whole deal, and they're like, oh well, we don't really like him that much. Like, really, you don't like Ashley Cole? I'm like, oh my god, he's like the best. Oh well, you know all this other stuff. I can just tell you what I have an experience with, right? Which was just an outstanding human being, Nigel De Jong, outstanding human being, right? I would that's so funny, but but outstanding human being.
0: What is it about defenders? You mentioned De La Garza. You mentioned Donovan. I love defenders. About Ashley Cole, Don, uh, Romney, mm-hmm. Steris. The 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 best superstar athlete I've covered in any sport ever in forty five years of doing this is Giorgio Chiellini.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A just an amazing guy, a defender. I and mean, what is it about defenders?
1: Maybe one of these days you'll say his last name right too. So that'll be fun. We'll try that. Yeah. Um,
0: well, the, what are the chances I still can't get Salatan right? What are the chances I'm going to get the, you know yeah, Chiellini
1: right? Yeah, the Chiellini. It's it just, yeah, the whole deal. So. um but Giorgio, no. Giorgio, there you go. Um, but no, I mean, that's the whole thing. I it is funny. Um, I, I've always I always love defenders. They're they're great and they're just they see the game differently. They're not flashy, but, they're none the whole deal. And that's
0: the way, you know, we've talked about this before, but that's why defenders become coaches because they are the players that see the entire field. Defenders and, and goalkeepers. You know, Bruce right. was a goalkeeper, but but um um Vanny, Chirundalo, um they're you know, they were defenders. Burr-Halter. I think Bob Bradley was the, berhalter uh, Brad, i think uh bob bradley was either a defender or a defensive midfielder um very few st- robbie Keane is now making a, a name for himself as a coach yeah. uh um very few strikers uh, become coaches because a little bit of the ego um and and also their back is to everything that's going on they yeah. don't see how the plays develop
1: yeah I, it's a it, it's a it's always an interesting one but yeah just some some great guys. So I think that's an important part of this is that I, I wouldn't worry about the due diligence apart. This seems like a very detail-oriented group right now. Uh, we want to have Mikey Stevens uh, come on as well. Michael Stevens is doing a, a tremendous job in, in sort of the scouting department. We like to talk to him. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, other guys. Gordon Kleschen is in that in that technical group as well. We we want I want to have all the technical group guys on here so that way we can talk to them about what they do, how they do it, and maybe you could add some insight. I mean, they're not going to give us specifics, but they can certainly tell us how they do their job, and I think that only makes everything better one some way we can we can appropriately apportion blame right Kevin because that's always fun you got to figure out who to blame whenever things go wrong but two is you really should know what all these positions do and the people who know what they're doing like to talk about it and they should that's how it should be um, and I know there's some people here who would who would certainly educate us on all that
0: so. well what if they want to give us specifics uh,
1: they can't I'm not I'd, gonna say I'd, no
0: I'd, 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 yeah
1: all right good Um, let's see, I was trying to think of something else. Oh, here's a little thing just at the end um, here was, basically, there was media day, okay? And media day in Miami, I told you that Jalen Neal and Maya Yoshida went for the LA Galaxy. Remember, media day this year, Kevin, unlike other ones, uh, was held before official reporting, so teams had to figure out who would want to go before they actually had to report, Um, and they got two of the nicer guys on the team, Maya Yoshida and Jalen Neal, but there was some speculation because these players are wearing... The new kits whenever they go to these things. They have to wear them all covered up with jackets and all sorts of fun stuff. But for the most part, these are new kits that we're looking. So uh, there was uh, one particular person out there. Uh, you had uh, Jonah Henderson who sort of looked at what he saw on Maya Yoshida and this photo with the sort of the, the yellow being more prominent and was like, okay, sort of let's see what, what this possibly could look at. And so uh perhaps something like this with yellow being more prominent than the navy blue um but if you also look and I would say look at the Real Madrid jerseys and usually you can find a pretty good selection in there but there's interesting to say no sash in this particular mock up well, I don't know if there's going to be a sash um so I'm I'm interested to see what the jersey is but this was just one of those uh, things that sort of came in here. And then uh, the final thing uh, that we had, the LA Galaxy put up a billboard on the 405. Uh, it says it's going to get messy. Um, and that's M-E-S-S-Y, not I, um, which I think is more of a dig at Messi than welcoming Messi. So it's going to get messy uh, here. It's got Ricky Puj on it. It's got uh, it's got uh, uh, Lionel Messi on there. So uh, again, uh, advertisement, for a game that you can't really get tickets to, but I like I like the fact that they're going going out there and doing it again. I know there's people well, who will get upset about that. I don't care.
0: Well, I I, I like it because you remember their their marketing campaign for the last couple of years talking about the history, of original team, 1996, five MLS cups. They haven't won an MLS cup since 2014. Now they're talking about the present. They have Ricky Pooj on that on that billboard, right. who by the way was a teammate of, of Lionel Messi. So. That's kind of interesting. And by the way, when you talk about the media day, just a little peek behind the curtain, you've been to a number of those. I've been to many. They make you sign uh, a non-disclosure agreement before you go in. in case, the, the reason they hold these media days is for TV. When you see those shots of of, of players and jerseys and, and a lot of that, that stuff they show you during broadcast, even in August or September, that was filmed in January yeah. at this media day. They have players come through a uh, model a big part of it is modeling the new uniforms looking at the new kits then they do interviews with the rights holders uh in this case apple tv and and since they have a player or two from every team in the building generally they, they bring the unwashed masses which is us the the right. print reporter to come in and uh you know get a chance to ask questions of some of the players and they bring them through it's a long day it's about a 10 hour day and they bring them through a media room where they're on a dais for about 15 minutes you can ask them questions but many times they are wearing the new kits they put they try to put shirts over them or or jackets over them rather or sweatshirts so you don't see them but we are we we are we have to sign an agreement saying that we will not disclose uh, anything about the third kits if we see them so that's why you're starting to get stuff leaked about the third kits now because People were at that media day that either didn't sign the NDA didn't care about it um, and so some of that stuffs starting to leak out because they actually have seen the kits now the yeah. kits are there
1: right? they, they, they are they're there I don't know when the kit release date is I, don't, I haven't I don't remember seeing that yet. We'll we'll know here shortly. It's coming, so everybody get ready. Uh, Gary, by the way, five dollars super chat says rad show. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Gary. Uh, Eric in with his twenty super chat. Always nice. Five dollars super chat. He uh, says uh, his favorite player is Kobe Jones, and and who doesn't love you love you so. You think Kobe gets a statue? Who's next on the statue? Uh.
0: I, I'm still going to stand with mine, and I know it's not going to happen, but I think Bruce Arena deserves to go next. Kobe actually absolutely deserves to be there, but I would go with Bruce Arena next, and I would love to see how they designed that statue. What is he doing? Is he yelling? Is he, does he have that look on his face? Like, I can't believe I
1: he, just saw this. He's got the champagne bottle after the, uh, after the, yeah. what is it? 2012, maybe, or 2011? I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, that's always, uh, always a good one there. So, uh, well, awesome. Well, I think we, uh, we pretty much covered everything that there was. Listen, not a lot of stuff that's sort of coming in here. Uh, by well, the way, I have, I have- I have one last thing. Hold, where, hold on, you, hold on. I was going to say uh, two dollars super chat from Philip. I think that I missed. Uh, he says Suarez is going to bite Ricky Poosh. You can you can book it right. You know, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see if well, that. Well, Ricky's going
0: to appetizer size though.
1: Yeah, he he's 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 you know, small plates. Small plates. Is, yeah. Is he really
0: might good. might go after Yoshida for the main course.
1: Maybe could. You never know. Uh, all right. What did you have?
0: Well, I had this thing. I, I'm not sure what to read into it, but I thought it was kind of fun. Um, I got a, a an email today that talked about this sports media analyst, a guy named Larry Johnson who looked at TV viewership of soccer clubs in the U.S. on TV in 2023. And he looked at ratings numbers from broadcast, pay TV, streaming numbers from services like YouTube, uh, TV, and Hulu, uh, Hulu, Hulu, and also, obviously, Apple TV. And then he tried to uh rank the teams that had the most viewership in the united states and i'm not sure how much to read into this but it, it, there were some kind of interesting things he said the most viewers watch club america in the u.s okay that makes sense to me okay. but he had manchester city and i'm a manchester city fan but there's no way they finished second i mean arsenal liverpool they have more fans in the u.s um, as uh, of the of the top four teams three of them were mexican teams club america chivas and tigres that makes sense to me. The first MLS club comes in at 39th out okay. of 100, and that's Inter-Miami. That makes sense to me because we know Apple TV said they had a number of, of, of games that had a million-plus watch viewers. They were all Inter-Miami games. So they would have to be the number one MLS club. The number two MLS club again in this ranking of viewership it, it, on you by the way
1: by the way it feels like all they did was use like last year's viewership numbers is that that correct because yeah. miami doesn't get anywhere near that unless it's unless Messi's no no there.
0: it's yeah it's just last year's okay. and, and and you know before messi came i don't think miami had any number
1: so correct
0: so and 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 again this is all with a grain of salt number 46 is lafc um the galaxy come in at 60th right. which you and i were talking about this before the show. I thought that was way low. It's a, it's a, you know a historic club. It's the most decorated club in MLS history. It's the Beckham club and Donovan. And you would just think if somebody that doesn't know much about soccer is channel surfing and sees the Galaxy's playing, right? You might want to turn them on. They have them 60th behind LAFC, Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, Philadelphia Union, St. Louis. That makes sense. A lot of people wanting to watch St. Louis in a hot soccer hotbed like St. Louis, Atlanta United, then the Galaxy at 60th. You know who's at sixty second? The OL Reign, right? The NWSL. Well, so I don't know what well, to read into this. It's
1: kind of fun, but remember that the the NWSL was getting those uh, those over the air games like on CBS, and I think I think it was CBS or, or, or wherever it was. They were getting yeah, big was, numbers. Yeah. yeah, they were getting big numbers. I mean, big numbers for because it's over the air. The fact that you know, one is the I would say that uh, certainly the LA Galaxy sucking probably hasn't helped the uh, the viewership numbers. And if you did turn on the LA Galaxy uh, at any point during last season, you may have seen a, a very, uh, a very lopsided game in, in a lot of ways. So, uh, it doesn't, you know, again, it, I like it. I think it's fun to talk about. Um, I like that you can sort of take the, the numbers and you can add, and you can put them together and you can figure this stuff out. Um, the top there doesn't surprise me. I just think the middle, uh, it starts to become trying to split hairs in the middle way too much, right? Like, you know, it's like, who cares? Everybody's basically in the same boat after you get to like, you know, 30th. Uh, they're all, they're all you know, play you know, right made, next to each other. You know who made the chart? And I don't
0: have the number right in front of me, but it, it strikes me. Uh, I think it was maybe here it is in the 80s.
1: Yeah. Wrexham
0: is yeah. at 84th.
1: Doesn't surprise me. I mean, where's AFC I, Richmond? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they missed that, they one. that one. That was number one. That was number one, certainly. So, um, speaking but, of Emmys, yep. That's, that's where we go. So, um, like I said, you know, I think if you're looking for rumors and stuff, I think we're going to have more by the end of the week. So Thursday's show, I think, will be a little more uh, informative on those. But the Galaxy remain engaged and talking about those rumors that we had discussed. Certainly, uh, Paintsal is still one that I'm I'm most interested in. And I think that you should, uh, if you're paying attention as well, 25 in his prime guy really seems to be a goal in assist machine. Um, this is a guy so you can watch AFCON and possibly uh, see him playing uh, in those games right now for for Ghana. I think Ghana lost one of the games that they were in. Um, I didn't get to watch any of it. I was trying to watch some highlights and find it real quick before we did this, but no. So, um, and now you can tell all your friends whenever they say, Hey, I heard Carlos fellas coming to LA guys. You can say no, no, it's not happening no
0: by the way Ghana i think has the most players of any african in mls most mls players of any african country
1: very well could i mean uh ghana is from ghana ghana has a strong footballing history so uh they i i always judge afcon is an amazing tournament to watch if you sort of get hooked into it um i I think somebody said uh, a journalist who covers a lot of it says there's no such thing as favorites in afcon it's just a bunch of underdogs going at it like you know and it's 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 a interesting tournament to watch so let's see where we uh where we go and and See how the uh, the the LA Galaxy get through this uh, this transfer window. So I think we're good. Are we good? We're good. I'm I'm done. I don't want to yeah. talk anymore. So uh, all right. Uh, if you're looking for Mister Kevin Baxter on Twitter or X, it's you're at k baxter11. Uh, head on over to latimes.com where you can find all of his wonderful reporting there covering the LA Galaxy and everything else soccer uh, that's around he was even doing some F1 stuff about women drivers in, in F1 I really enjoyed it. I actually read that article today good job Kevin so latimes.com is where you can find that looking for me on Twitter and X is at Jay Guessman, JGUESMN and of course at Galaxy podcast corner of the galaxy.com is where you can find the rumor tracker which is up there and updated on a fairly regular basis um, and you can find out where the LA Galaxy are in relation to signing the player that you just heard about so corner of the galaxy.com that's where you can find it. All right, for Mr. Kevin, the Panda Baxter, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on Corner of the We'll catch you on Thursday. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on Corner of the You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy